Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Well, it's not Sinatra at the opera. <laughs> Can't, that that Can't say that next line. <laughs> the New York football giants going to bring Jay Will into this conversation. Oh, the key and I were just having on DiPietro and Rothenberg. We're Bing, talking bang. about the Giants' decision-making yesterday in what should be Joe Judge's final game as head coach of the New York football Giants. Jay, what did you think? I mean, you could say, uh-huh. well, Saquon Barkley's not great at running between the tackles, but I don't know that Jake Fromm is either. What did you think so, of Joe Judge's quarterback sneak, second and third and second long? Second and third and long. I was watching it, and uh, for some reason a quote jumped into my mind about what he said. This is like two years ago, and I found out after reading it during the game, happened on the same day that they were playing the game yesterday. January 9th, 2020. We'll play every play, Max, like it has a history and a life of its own with a relentless competitive attitude that is completely contradictory to what you just said two years ago. A competitive, relentless attitude. Play to win. Play to be aggressive. Don't play to give me more room to punt the ball. But be aggressive. It's just interesting it fits about- the whole Everything. You know what's so interesting, guys, about the, all these so-called Belichick like disciples? Belichick ever talk stuff like that? No. Belichick never got him. Oh, we're gonna I'm gonna tell you about how great I'm gonna be and how great it's gonna be, and I'm gonna let me explain the whole culture to you. He just quick, short answers. And what we surmise is that he's doing all that stuff behind the scenes. We don't need to know about every last detail. He's just he like he doesn't need to tell you about how great he is. You know what shows you? The performance on the field. The results will show you. And the results key tell you what kind of coach and GM the Giants have. Well, the GM uh, the GM probably won't be back. The coach most likely will be back with a new general manager for a year. Um, that's just what it is. They got to evaluate the quarterback. If they don't bring it, if, even if they brought in competition, they still need to evaluate the quarterback. They need to make a decision on the running back. They've got other pieces that they've got to figure out. You you got to take yourself away from the fan part of it and look at where they're at, what they're trying to get accomplished. It makes, you know, and look at it from that perspective opposed to what McAdoo did and what Pat Shermer did and you got to you got to just can't worry about that. That's old. You got to look at where they're at now in the injuries and missing players at times. And then if you say that they're healthy 90% of the time, if they were still winning three games, then I would have a different conversation for you. Jay, it, it, well, we it, already know what it is. Come yeah, on. man, come on. It, this feels like the writing's just on the wall. And just let me give you an example of just what occurred, right? So you think about this team has lost six straight games of 10 or more points, Max. Six straight games. That's the way you close out the season. Okay, wasn't it just a, a couple of weeks ago where he called the Washington football team a clown show? But then you lose to the clown show. Okay, he poked at Peterson a year ago, right? Talking about their franchise. So like, there's a lot of things where they're, and we talked about this yesterday in our call. I'm like, man, is this with Joe Judge? What we're seeing, like these series of things that he says and says, it just reminds me of another head coach of another organization in the same city a couple years ago in Adam Gase. Like, that's what it reminds me of. It feels like we're moving down that same pathway with 
here's all these thoughts that I have, but the play on the field isn't backing up. It's not translating the discipline, the style, the culture that I keep talking about. It's not translating to on the field and in the locker room. Well, with this also, team. it's the drafts that Gettleman have had. It's, it's not just the, the, you know, the cook not cooking up the meal. It's the guy buying the groceries doing a bad job, period. Like, just doing a bad job. And by the way, you want another year to evaluate Daniel Jones? He is what he is. He's not one of the top 20 quarterbacks in the NFL. And if he ever becomes a top 20 quarterback, it'll be here and there and maybe toward the bottom end of that. And that's what you drafted sixth overall and passed on Justin Herbert the next year for? You know, and Saquon Barkley, a running back who's hurt a lot now, and that's why you didn't shore up your offensive line and then you had so many problems that when Micah Parsons is there for you you got to and and the Bears swoop in and offer you a big draft package you got to take it because you have so many holes to fill because you did everything wrong what was that what, what we, we all saw the the um the meme about uh Evan our producer showed this to us uh earlier today it was uh Galladay Right, seventy-two million. Seventy-two million. How many? Catches. Right. How zero. many? How many? Or how many touchdown catches is Kenny Galladay gonna have? They gave him seventy-two million dollars in the off season. If you would have said zero, you'd have been right. Zero touchdown catches Damn. was the answer. I didn't think that was. But see, that that to me, that's not Kenny Galladay's fault, though. To me, but it's it's who's calling the plays. It's the offense. It's their fault for not putting him in positions to try to make some plays. Yeah, he might have been hurt and banged up, but you got to put the dude in position, this, man. This you is what ha- put this, him in position. This is what happens in inept organizations, though, right? And it's like you start seeing the, the litany of things that have gone wrong with Jason Garrett and seeing what that was on the writing on the wall with the Dallas Cowboys and why they let go of him and the hiring of him because of him and Joe Judge and their relationship and how that translates to Kenny Galladay and people killing Kenny Galladay saying he has a score one touchdown, but a lot of it is dependent upon what's the scheme and who's the quarterback throwing him the ball. $72 million. The first thing I remember when I got to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Les, and Les Steckle was our offensive coordinator. I went in the room – I went in his office and was like, yo, man, what did they didn't pay me and bring me in here and trade two number one picks for me not to touch the football? The hell is wrong with you? Oh, well, you know, you he has a whole Marine deal going because he was a military guy. And oh, well, you know, every now and then, you know, you gotta just jump on a grenade for the team. And, and I'm like, no, nah, man, uh-uh. Because that's how we not winning games, is by playing games. And when you got a guy like Kenny Galladay, you've got to figure out how to put him in positions, Cooper Cup-like. The Rams put Cooper Cup in Cooper Cup ain't catching 2,000 yards just because yeah, you know he's when just players, beating people. No, they put him in positions to be successful. You know, right. You know when players will say, okay, coach, I got to jump on the grenade for the team, is when the coach's way of doing things has demonstrated over time that it leads to wins. But if you haven't gotten that. Man, the biggest thing that Gettleman, you want an indictment on Gettleman? He should have walked his ass downstairs or upstairs or wherever the office is at and told them and the offensive staff, I brought this dude here getting 70, $72 million. You better make the damn offense run through him. Well, wasn't it Here's- several weeks ago where him and Galladay and you, you talk about Jason Garrett got into a, a big altercation on the sidelines? Side right? Here's the like, reasoning. A four months ago. Four months ago. Guys, you want to hear like from it. Coach on, on the reasoning for the quarterback sneaks on their own goal line? Yes. This is Joe Judge. 
So we were backed up. We had a shot on the play action to get the ball out in the flat. Okay, we got to make the throw and hit the guy right there. Eli was open there. Would have been a good shot coming off the, you know, the goal line there to get us some yardage and get some space. And then ultimately, look, we we're backed up. I wanted to get room. We we're going to push it on forward. I wasn't going to live through what happened last, last week in Chicago. So we we're going to give ourselves room for the punt. We did that. We gave ourselves room for the punt. We protected it. We covered well. We played the field position situation I want to play. We held them on the next drive. And that's why we want to go ahead and play that. Now, do we want to do that all the time we're backed up? No, but that was the situation of the day with where we were. And I want to make sure that, you know, the things that we had issues with last week in Chicago, that that was not going to repeat itself. Okay. I don't, I don't mind that. He's saying exactly what it is. He wanted room. He played the field position game. And that's what he wanted for his punter. You got to remember, he is an ex-special teams coach. So he may be thinking along those lines in protecting his punter playing field position games. I've seen coaches, including Bill Belichick, play field position games. Maybe not to this matter where you backed up and you're running quarterback sneaks, but I've seen them. coaches play field position games all the time because they think at some point it's going to swing their way. It just felt like it was a surrender formation. That's what that's what it Guys, felt like. Guys, let me ask you a question. That's what it felt like. Come on, just give me some damn sure, hope. If I was in the huddle, I for sure would have been like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> you don't think there would have been anybody in the huddle oh, like, yo, why sure are we doing this? What is wrong with you? 100% I would have been like, yo, <laughs> the hell are you doing? Why did we draft Saquon Barkley second overall? Yeah, but Jake Fromm, quarterback. All right, how about this, guys? Adam Gase was probably the biggest punchline for a head coaching hire in this town and I don't know how long. I mean, from the very first press conference when he was, his eyes were bugging out, right? And you're like, what the hell just happened? And then he goes, ready for this? Nine and 23 in two seasons. Guys, that was just like Pat Shermer, nine and 23 in two seasons. I earlier said Joe Judge went nine and 23 because of the extra game, 17 game season. 10 and 23 in two seasons for Joe Judge. Is, is Joe Judge as big a disaster as Adam Gase? No. No, because the Adam Gase, the whole Jets dysfunction, it was just a. It just was bad. It was all looked dif- dysfunctional and everything. But but the difference, is, look, I guess the Jets had drafted a young quarterback. It seems to me that the Jets were not perceived as having. Yeah, was, yeah he, but they weren't perceived as having a very talented team. The Giants, even, I can ask you a key. Do the Giants have talent on this team? I think they got more talent than the Jets. I, right. They're considered more talented, but, they, but he's getting the same results. By the way, I feel like has, they're the second most talented team in the NFC East. And I agree. And guys, he had, I thought they had the second best defense and the second best offense heading into the season, and I thought they'd win the division. Right? Stupid well, me. Oh, yeah. I was yeah. about to say stupid you. Right. But still, not an untalented team that he was given. And unlike Adam no, Gates, they got, a, they, got, they got some talent. The, the media wasn't clowning Joe Judge from the beginning. He had a better, he had more respect from the local media than Adam Gates did, but he got the same results. Isn't that a bigger well, they, disaster? Look, man, here, here's what I would say. You go back to last year, they played hard. Football team played hard, man. They, they almost made a playoffs in a bad division, but they played hard, inspiring, kind of <laughs> Everybody football. gets a trophy. Yeah, I know, I agree. They won, gets a ribbon it was, for playing it was hard. one of those deals last year. Adam Gates never had that with the Jets. It was kind of like, why is he coaching? Who gave him another first year head coach with the team and his first year head coach period wins six games yeah, with a developing team? Hard. Okay, now let's see what you do the following season. 
you go backwards. And it's not like you were starting from a great situation and your division ain't that good. Well, and by the way, two teams made the playoffs out how of many, the NFC. How many, how many games did the starting quarterback, your starting quarterback and Daniel Jones miss this year? I'd have to look it up. Uh, at least half the season. He's missed half the season, man. I don't know if it's half the season. Man, the dude, he, he done missed the last, what, three games? So he done missed the last three to four games. On top of that, prior to that, he had missed a couple. So I bet you missed he played, six he games. Played 11 stop games. Me. stop 11 me when you get there to a quarterback. Go. Hey, guys. So he, missed, he missed 11 games. Stop me He's when you get to a quarterback that, I mean, that you 11. would take Daniel Jones over, okay? Stop me. Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Justin Herbert, Matthew Stafford, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Kyler Murray, Ryan Tannehill, Dak Prescott, Carson Wentz, because I'd take Wentz over Daniel Jones, Joe Burrow, Russell Wilson, Derek Carr, Jimmy Garoppolo, I'm up to 14. Kirk Cousins, that's 15. Mac Jones, hold on, I got one for you. Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts. Okay, Tua Tagovailoa. I'll take Tua over Daniel Jones. I think Tua is making strides as a quarterback. He's accurate, and he's showing real progress. Matt Ryan, that's 20 quarterbacks I just mentioned. Stop. You wouldn't take... So Daniel Jones has a chance to maybe pass two or three of them, but Deshaun Watson ain't playing this year. That's 21 quarterbacks. There's going to be a new crop out of college. Trevor Lawrence is going to improve. Daniel Jones may never be a top 20 quarterback in the NFL going forward. This is who the Giants invested their future in? Let's be honest. Am I wrong? Tell me when I'm, where I'm wrong, Key. He's not good. I never said he was good. <laughs> but that's who they thought when they drafted him. So you got to see if he's anything for the new whoever, the general manager, the head coach. They've got to see. I don't think he's good. I think he's just – Shades of Eli Manning. I think he's just a guy that played the position right. at Duke and – He can make some nice throws. Into, he's fast. Got yeah. talked into by Cutcliffe that this guy could do the same things that Eli was able to do and looks like him and acts like him, and they fell for the okey-doke. Um, I would take Justin Fields and Zach Wilson's future, both of them, over Daniel Jones. At least we don't know quite what that's going to be yet, and they have upside. Man, every single quarter, you didn't even need to go down the list because every quarterback on every single team in the National Football League right now is better than Daniel Jones. Every single one? Every one. He's that dead starts. last. Who, who's, who's Sam not? Darnold. Well, Sam is in a – he's a rotating, though, right? Him and Cam is kind of in a rotation deal. Taylor Heineke, Teddy Bridgewater. T- Teddy Bridgewater, better than that dude. He is. Yeah, better than him. Keyshawn J. Will and Max brought to you by Goodyear, making the plays that move you forward. Goodyear more driven. No, Let's Tyler go eight. Heineke better than him. Yeah, mm-hmm. Taylor. Yeah, Taylor. Let's go A to Z, guys. From the Bay to the A and everywhere in between. From A to Z. All right. Klay Thompson played his first game in 941 days, and the Warriors beat the Cavaliers 96-82 on Sunday night. Klay had 17 points in 20 minutes in his first action since tearing his ACL in the 2019 NBA Finals, and then his other leg rupturing his Achilles a little more than a year ago. You only have two legs. Here's Klay on his return. Those are very special moments I'll never forget. I'll never forget that this night. I'll never forget the reception the Warrior fans gave us, especially myself, and Gosh, it was fun, and it was worth every single day of being away and in that squat rack or on that shuttle shuttle board and all the conditioning days. It was worth every single moment, and I'm so grateful to just just compete again. It's uh, been a long road, but um, I'm just 
also proud of myself for persevering. Jay, what stood out from Clay's return to you? Just the way he moved. I mean, everything everything looked right. And also, Clay Thompson played in the G League. Like, he went down to the G League. Like, what's that say about the G League, right? Like, getting your reps back together. And also, I think another major moment that happened in this game is that Draymond Green is out due to injury, but started. And a lot of people were wondering, why is Draymond Green on the court? Why did he get subbed out in the first possession, pretty much? There's something to be said about brotherhood. Something to be said about the band is finally back together. And that's what you felt like you saw last night with Draymond being on the court, Steph, Clay, the components of this team, like the Warriors are not only back, but this is a team that can win a world championship, and they all know it. It's scary. You know what's interesting about Draymond to me? He has a type of personality going to burn some people out, right? But who did it burn out? It was KD. KD and Andre, they even got together on a podcast and talked about or on a show and talked about it. But the core guys there, they've never burnt out. Andre, mm-hmm. like when you reduce everything just to the core of that Warriors dynasty, Steph Curry, Draymond Green, Clay Thompson, they know how to get it done, man. It's going to be a problem. And the only drama that you get is sometimes from Dre. You don't get that drama from <laughs> Steph. You don't get that drama from Clay, anybody else in the team. And with KD sometimes and Dre, that's what you saw. Okay, Antonio Brown had a lot to say Friday, airing out his frustrations on everything from how the Bucks handled his ankle injury last Sunday to his relationship with Tom Brady not being one he felt was genuine, it seemed, but more out of a shared interest in winning. Well, I mean, that's a lot of relationships in professional sports. He joined the Full Send podcast and said this about his friendship with Tom Brady. Tom Brady's my friend. Why? Because I'm a good football player. He need me to play football, right? These guys called me to win the Super Bowl, not for the toilet bowl. They didn't say, A.B., we having problems with the toilet over here in Tampa. You think you could uh, flush the down and help us out? No, they called me and said, hey, A.B., we need you to win the Super Bowl. Key. What? I mean, the thing to me, the thing to me that's like you were, you last week were saying, hey, like don't fall for the okie doke from the team and everything, and I don't. But when it comes to A.B., I had it with him a while back, and what really focused it for me is what he said about Brady because we all thought well Brady was has been feeding this dude he got him a second look and then he got him a third look when he got to Tampa and he helped him win a Super Bowl of course AB also helped Tom Brady but what it showed me was this AB will put you out on front street stuff that you thought was private between you and AB it could be his baby's mother it could be uh, Juju Smith-Schuster it could be Mike Tomlin. It could be John Gruden. Good, bad, ugly, Bruce and indifferent. It could, be, it could be Tom Brady. If he thinks it's something in it for him, he will try to make you look bad publicly. Even if it doesn't make you look bad. It makes him look bad. But he thinks he's making you look bad and exposing private stuff. Well, he didn't expose nothing private there. I mean, I didn't, he didn't say anything except they brought me here to win a Super Bowl. He didn't really – he didn't say Tom Brady – is a this or Tom Brady is a that? He did. It wasn't a, Tom Brady told me this and then brought it publicly. What about the, this? What about sound, this? You should play the sound. What again. about this? Listen to this. If, if Tom Brady's my boy, why am I playing for earnest salary? Right. You my boy though, right? Right. Gronkowski is boy, right? Right. How much do he get paid? Significant amount. Damn. All right. So so why is AB on a prove it deal? Who's better than me over there? Let's be real. Right. But don't no, you... no, no, it's, no, let's not, not be right. Let's be honest. No, I'll, be the I'll be real. I'll be real. No, I'll be real. Who is the best guy over there? AB. Since you guys know football, who For is sure. it? You know what I love about the whole interview? He just ran over people. Like, yeah, right. I'm like, no, it's not right. 
yeah, you're the most talented dude on the field, but it's all the other stuff that comes along with it that doesn't make you seem like you're somebody I can count on. Gronk is somebody that Tom can count on on the field and off the field. UAB, you're volatile. So this whole thing, yeah, your talent doesn't overspeak the fact that you're volatile off the field. Yeah, like, key, that's when, problematic. When he well, says a prove it deal, you're supposed to gonna, prove that you're not going to blow up like you always do. He couldn't gonna, prove it. But they're not going to pay him like that. No. But first of all, he doesn't really understand his market value. They're not going to pay him the same. Like you're no longer in the eyes of the people that make the decisions considered the top four, five, six, seven wide receiver in the National Football League. He's just not. Even though his talent says that he is, the people that's paying him does not believe that. Because of all the extracurricular stuff. Well, they got you, not necessarily the extracurricular stuff, but they got you in a bind. When you are yeah. looking for a Taking home, advantage of it. You're going to take advantage no of doubt. it. No doubt. No, but, but, when, <laughs> but when you say a prove-it deal, what they are saying is prove to us you can keep your head but on your shoulders. But they're never going to give him any more money than what he was already making anyway. Prove, prove to he, us that when you come to shake the money it. tree, you're not going to throw everyone under the bus and sabotage no, proved, the season. He, no, he proved it already. Last year. That he... That he proved it last year that he was fine, everything was cool. They're not going to pay him more money, though. You understand what I'm saying? They're not taking him from six million to twenty six million. We don't feel like one year in the big scheme of things. It's one year. Like all right, like still be consistent. Even next year, Jay. Let's say he stayed clean this year and he was fine. He didn't spaz out. They was never giving him twenty six million dollars again. It was never going to happen. They would have gave him another million dollars. He'd have made seven next year. They're Eighth. not taking him to the top of the, the, the top of the food chain. It's over with for him. Yeah. A former NFL coach who has no interest in one coach's decision on Sunday. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus... Their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Guys, I'm here with Josh Jacobs. The way this game ended, you guys get the win, and now you're headed to the playoffs. Man, I mean, I told the guys coming in, everything we want right here is on the line. Man, I told him I'm going to leave everything I have out there. Injury, no injury, didn't really matter. So I, I went out there and gave him everything I had. Rex Ryan joins us giving Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. Rex doesn't know any other kind of talk. What's going on, Coach? I'm doing great. How are you guys? Doing good, doing good. Always good when you show up. Um, Coach, we've been chopping it up during the commercial break sitting here with you. Coach Brandon Staley's decision to call a timeout at the end of a game, at the end of overtime, where a tie sends you to the playoffs and the other team, Basaccia's thinking, okay, fine, we'll take a tie. What's happened there? No, just absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. I, I don't know what his thinking is because let it go. That team clearly was, all right, we're going to take the tie. 
And and I understand where Basashi is coming from. Absolutely, we're going to take tie. We're in the playoffs. And as soon as he called timeout, it's like, okay, all right, so you're going to play for the win. You're not content with the tie. That's the thing you're telling me right here. Fine. Now I'm going to get the play that I want, our best run against them. And guess what? Josh Jacobs not only gets the first down, but he punches a hole in him for 10 yards, which is no surprise that defense can't stop anybody. But this guy right here, he, he, how does he face his team? That's what I want to know. When he came in there with that small hat that he's got on and he's coming in there <laughs> standing up in front of that team, how in the heck can he sit back? Well, I, I knew, well, you know, I heard what he said. We got to get our best run defense out there. It sure didn't look like it to me because they did nothing that, that told you they were going to stop the run. Where was the blitz? Your best the run defense? You don't have a run defense. No. And, and then they're running the ball right through you. Absolutely. And, and you, you dare yeah. them to run it on you yeah. again. Okay. It's just crazy. All right, Key, I'm, apparently I'm very loud in Key's yes. ears. All right. Now. <laughs> Turn down the volume a little bit. There uh, you it's, go. It's you. You're saying I should turn down the, my <laughs> yes. volume, my actual volume? I like I'm getting passion. too excited like with Rex passion. here. Rex, yes. let, me, let me play. Just listen to Brandon Staley, and he's just mm-hmm. explaining his, his decision here. Yeah, we needed to get in the right grouping. We felt like they were going to run the ball, so we wanted to get our best 11 personnel run defense in, um, make that substitution so that we could you know, get a play where we would deepen the field goal. Derek Carr said after the game that that time not changed their mentality. Do you think that had any reason with them. I don't think it changed their mindset because they were going to run the ball on the play before, and then they ran the ball the very next play. So, Yeah, no, I mean, he's right that they're going to run the ball, but he's dead <laughs> wrong in the fact that they were going to attempt a long field goal, exactly. okay? That's not going to happen. They were going to let it run down and take the tie, and, and that was it. And, and to me, you broke, the, you broke the code that they had going with you. Rex, doesn't doesn't it, doesn't it when when I listen to Brandon Staley or when I watch him, even going back to the third quarter where it was like you know four, fourth and inches inside their own eighteen, they went for it. Oh. It seems like at times he's overly analytical. He's like two in his head instead of just like less is more. Yeah, and it, it, it this is this is what it gets. Like he thinks he's brilliant. Okay, <laughs> I think he's reckless. And when I see this guy, you know, here, here's the thing, Jay. Will this guy? He thinks he's better and smarter than any coach that's ever been on this planet. And all those coaches before him that would punt the ball backed up on on fourth and one at your own 17, that every one of these guys from Belichick, Parcells, Lombardi, anybody known to man would punt that football. He's not going to do it because he's smarter. No, he is a guy that lacks experience. Here's a guy that – that coaches like he's a division three football coach when nobody gives a rats what happens on an outcome of a football game. That's who he is. And here's the, the bad thing. This dude has a generational talent and we're not going to get to get to see him play in the playoffs for one reason. And that reason is Brandon Staley. So crazy. You mentioned everybody except Rex Ryan, buddy Ryan that are all smart enough to know, Hey man, we got great defenses and we're backed up. I guess we get ready to we get ready to punt it and switch the field position. He didn't do that at all in the third quarter. He just decided to give a Raiders a free three points. Oh. It's crazy, but coach, you coming from your background, not like he's a rookie head coach who's really a rookie. I'm sure right. you learned things as a rookie head coach, but you also knew a lot going in because of who your dad was, because of your background. 
it's not the same. It's not apples to apples. Could Staley still become a good head coach in your estimation? Yeah, he can, but he can't get in a, you know, into his own way. And right now, until he changes uh, and understands backed up philosophy is not the same as game on the line philosophy as far as going for it and all that type of stuff. He's never going to do it because here's why. You can lose game. You you can you you can't win games in the first three quarters, but you dang sure can lose them, and that's what he doesn't understand. And by the blessing of God, that the Raiders only got the three points. If they would have scored the the uh, touchdown there, game set match. Yeah, it would have been over with long yep. time ago. What should the Raiders do with Rich Bisaccia though? At this you know, point, I, I think he's done a heck of a job, Key. I, I really do. I think they'll they'll play it out, see see what Why happens. Though? What can you get this better? Well, I, maybe they got something in the works, and Versace, I'm sure, can stay on as assistant head coach or whatever. No, I'm just. But you're asking my opinion. Yeah. I I don't think they're gonna they they'll go all in. I respect the job the man's done. He's done a, a great job. And, um, you know, especially late in the season, there was a stretch when they lost yeah. three in a row or whatever. But I think they're going to look at it. I think they'll be patient with this hire. It has to be right. Right. So let's talk about the New York Giants team. It's lost six straight by 10 or more points. What do you think about Joe Judge? Second, second and 11 going for a QB sneak. Third and nine going for a QB sneak for better field position. Well, I, th- I thought it was open. I thought he was going to be able to pop it in there. This is absolutely ridiculous. But this is who this man is. And you mentioned it, Jay Will, about – you know, it's been 20 – they've had 21 coaches in this proud franchise history, head coaches. They don't want to replace guys every two years, but they have no choice in my opinion. And wow. when you mentioned the first one that's had six straight games with double-digit losses, this is incredible. But this team, you, you want to see progress. Here's progress for you. You're terrible on, on special teams minus your kicker. He's great. All right? You're, you're, you're bad on defense, and you are absolutely horrendous on offense. There is no progress there. It's just the opposite. So to me, and, and the one that got me the, the thing, this is a classy organization. He's right about that, all right? But what he did, calling out other franchises, making fun of other franchises when your team right now, currently, the way it's made up is the laughing stock of the national. They could use a fight on the sidelines, this Giants team. (laughs) He's like, at least we're not fighting on the sidelines. Not fighting on the field either. That's the problem. All right. Brutal. Thank you, Coach, as always. Always a lot of fun when you're on. One team that can't get away from who they are when it matters most. That's next. Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and Sirius XM Channel 80. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. The College Football National Championship. Presented by AT&T. The top-ranked Alabama Crimson Tide look to repeat as national champions when they face Kirby Smart's third-ranked Georgia Bulldogs. Coverage begins today at 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN. Keyshawn, J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80, and your smart speakers download the podcast. Who will raise the trophy? Find out tonight the college football playoff mm-hmm. national championship presented by AT&T. Mm-hmm. Coverage begins at 7 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Jay, sometimes I know I can say things in like certain like uh, not just an announcer voice, like a radio voice, but like phrase it in a certain kind of like uh, sports media way mm. that uh, just tickles key. Right? What's that? Like, watch this. Watch this. Screaming loud in my da- ear? No, like this. Watch this. Dan Mullen, former Florida head coach, uh, earlier today on this very program. <laughs> See, <laughs> See oh, did I yeah. lie to you? Well you know done. Well done no one setup. wants to hear Thank that, you. though. You could just Thank say, you. Dan Mullen, <laughs> former Florida head coach earlier on Keyshawn J. Willie Max, said this. <laughs> Not, hey, Dan Mullen. Way to rile him I up. I thought he I needed a little it. energy. He was dragging <laughs> a little. <laughs> radio crap. <laughs> did it happen on this program or not? Yes, it happened it on did. this program. It did. See, so I wasn't lying. That's the main thing. Because sometimes I could lie to you. But now I'm not like, all right, look, why Georgia has struggled against Alabama. Key J, I thought this was interesting. Listen. You watch them, they've changed their personality when they're playing Alabama. You, you go to the first game this year in the SEC championship game. You know, G- Georgia's based as a power running team. Their success comes from starting from running the ball between the tackles, being a power running team. When they do that, then they get to get their other athletes involved. Stetson Bennett can, can manage the game, distribute the ball to people, make a run here or there to keep them going. Uh, but, you know, what, what, what you've seen is the last couple times they played them in championship games, they get away from that and they start thinking, okay, we have to score with Alabama. And, and they're taking shots down the field and they're turning to a pass first team. A couple of years ago, you get into they're faking a punt from midfield. And th- those are type of things that you don't see from them regularly. What do you think about what Dan Mullen, former coach, of course, the University of Florida and Mississippi State, what do you think about what he said about that, that analysis? Well, he's right. And that's something what Jimbo Fisher was on with us a week ago, said sort of kind of the same things, that you can't look across the sideline and look at logos and say, well, that's so-and-so. Let's do basketball. We got to all of a sudden start playing like Duke basketball. No, no. Do what you need to do in your game plan in which you came into it with because the logos and the championships and the head coaches will make you play different. You see it in the NFL all the time. Somebody starts to throw the ball all over the lot and they get away from what you thought they were going to do and they start scoring points on you, then you abandon everything that you went into the game with and start saying, well, we got to match them point for point. And that's where you get into trouble. 
what, so we talk on this show about brand versus reality, right? So what it seems to me what you're saying is even when the brand is true, like the Alabama brand is true, but yeah. that can still, even if it's not false, it still has a, 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 it has a positive impact on Alabama because it puts pressure on teams. Yes, and so when I asked Coach Mullen, and I don't know if he – maybe I teed it up wrong, maybe he didn't understand my question, but when I asked him, could Kirby Smart do some of the same things that Nick Saban did in the national championship game when he benched Jalen Hurts and put in Tua, could he do the same things with Stetson Bennett and JT Daniels, who was the original starter at the beginning of the season, because if you watch the first game, Bennett played like garbage. And if he has a half like that first uh, SEC championship game, will they all of a sudden turn to JT Daniels? That will make you do that because you're looking at your old boss across, and you remember the last time he did it, he did it to you. He wound up winning the national title by replacing his quarterback. So when you watch coaches, sometimes they try to counter what somebody else is doing or what somebody else did. If you watch games, Jay, somebody runs a reverse, mm-hmm. the next time that other team gets the ball, the first thing they do is want to run the reverse. It's like, man, do what you do. Jay, I want to I develop this point a little further, like a n- different aspect of it. What Key just said, do what you do, don't get away f- basically from your identity. What can you – can you explain somehow? Because a lot of times I'll even hear, hey, they have an identity. And I'm thinking, man, just win the game. What do you mean identity, right? <laughs> if something's working, do it. But can you explain the significance of at finding your identity as a team and staying with it? Do you well, believe in that? Yeah. I mean, knowing who you are, if I know that Keyshawn Johnson is a priority of my team to get him the mm-hmm. ball – that's that's part. That's a major part of our our identity. Now we can have adjustments on that, but still, there's a foundational aspect of what he provides to our team, and I think that comes down to the defense that we talk about for Georgia. I mean, the most points they ever gave up before this game against Alabama, of 41 points, was 17 to Tennessee. So this is their identity. So what Key's point to elaborate more when you're worried about, hey, can we score with them offensively? JT Daniels, Stetson Bennett, whatever it is, I'm sitting there saying. Let's focus on what we know we can do, which is getting more pressure on Bryce Young. That's what Dan talked about, Dan Mullins. Too much time to throw in the pocket. We need to get pressure. That all starts with our defense. There's a trickle-down effect. If our defense is able to get to the quarterback, apply pressure, then that allows us to game manage the game offensively. There was always the sense that someone, maybe Ohio State at a certain point, but someone could go over the top of that Georgia defense because, as Key, you said, the secondary is what it is. The front seven is why people talk about it. And, of course, it was – how much of the fact that Alabama was playing for their playoff lives do you think affected the SEC championship game? They had more on the table than Georgia to lose. No, it was was just about better coaching, better understanding, better quarterback. They're playing with a walk-on quarterback versus a five-star recruit from California. Personnel-wise, from an offensive standpoint – Alabama has a better personnel than Georgia's offense. And when you start putting points on the board, they realize they can attack that secondary and put the ball down the field. And that's what they was able to do. Yeah, I I said Ohio State, um, you know, for a moment it looked like maybe Michigan can do something. But it always turns out – Michigan's – Passing game wasn't going to affect. Wasn't no, no. no I'm saying I'm not, I don't mean about the Georgia defense in this oh. case. I mean, at, for a moment we looked like maybe this team could get it done, and that, or that team could get it done, and it comes down to Alabama as it always man, Alabama does. Alabama going to win another national title, man. Write it, write I mean, it down. I mean, Jay, you played for 
John wouldn't. It was a different era, right? In no, no, John Wooden. Was, I'm day. saying John Modern Wooden was a John different Wooden, yeah. era. Coach K, <laughs> when you consider the greater parity and how much more difficult it is now, more teams determine everything. Coach K in the modern era of college coaches stands alone, mm-hmm. right? And and that and he becomes transcendent. Like, what other sports coaches are you going to compare Coach K to? And that's obviously where Saban is. Yes. You can't even compare him to I other mean, college got, football you coaches. Got you got Saban, Gino, you got right. Coach K. Yep. Who else? Belichick. Belichick, Joe Torrey, Pop, Pop maybe. Is still around. Torrey's gone, Pop. though. He's not oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Popovich, he's not coaching. Yeah, he's in the Spurs anymore. just because of the history. Popovich, yeah, but they, they hit a little dry yeah, spell recently. Did. Yeah, I hear what you're saying, but still I'm talking about full body of work. I mean, i got to tell you the truth. Belichick and Popovich still have some proving to do without their number one star. Like, Belichick's got to do it without Brady. Popovich's got to do it without Duncan. Saban no, and man. Well, I, I mean, I don't, oh, think, I don't think Pop is going to be able to. Neither I, one of them. Neither My one. point is the college coaches, and there are three of them, Gino, you mentioned it, uh, Coach K, Nick Saban. and Nick Saban, they're dealing constantly with turnover. They got to get the best recruits. Then they got to coach them up. Then they can't get unlucky in tournament time, and luck is the residue of design. But see, they get so, the best player, so to me, that's like hand in hand. They, if I lose a five-star, I ain't doing nothing but replacing him with a five-star. But see, like John Calipari gets the best players, too. I mean, co- coaching goes into it now in a big way. Getting those best players to mold and gel is something that's a lot harder than just, but hey, John, let's get them together. Is Calipari getting the same, like, every year, like five McDonald players and all that sort of stuff? I mean, until recently, yes. Yeah, he actually yes. had the best Bet- recruiting the classes. recruiting classes. Yeah. And yes. Coach K has done that throughout his career where he's like, they might not have the most talent. They run into a buzzsaw, and somehow they come out with that a win. The year Jay came out when they said they didn't have the most talent. No, Jay wanted, was two-time player of the year. Yeah, two-time. Why you always trying to Plus a national champion. Two-time player of You're the year. You're easy. How could you? I'm not. not you see could, me wearing the McDonald's All-American colors right now on my shirt. How could you take the bait when you already know you won the Naismith, you won the other thing, you won oh, championships, oh. you're number two player? Why he, would you take the bait? He just spiked the ball the on you, brother. No, he the, just, yeah, he no, did. No, 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 no. Yes, no, you are you Jay can't. Will. You can't react to every little. Yes, no, 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 that's the same thing. Like as soon as I'm Keyshawn, I'm not reacting. He's saying he's too NFL team's lucky just to be in the playoffs. We'll tell you, tell you who that is next, KJM. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.